0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 31 17 hill driving accelerating foul finishes george hill with seven straight points for the jazz and they lead it nice the foul. you are locked on jazz your daily podcast on the utah jazz
1: part of the locked on podcast network
0: It is locked on Jazz the 29th of November. A work better than you win will break down the Jazz bursting out in the fourth quarter on Minnesota. On the verge of a streak, and that matters greatly. Wing defense has been fabulous so far. We'll look around the rest of the NBA and sit down with Alan Horton as well for an in-arena interview. It's an awesome show coming up on Locked On Jazz. Bum 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 pow. How are you? I'm David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Fired up for today's show for you. I sat down with Alan Horton in Minnesota before the game. Good NBA in-arena conversation. The irony there is thick as the in-arena interviews were created by Alan Horton when he hosted Locked on Wolves. So uh, thank you to Alan for that. The Jazz have won three in a row. We'll look at the win uh, last night and break down aspects of that in a good win over Minnesota. Get you a little bit ready for the Houston Rockets who are rolling and talk about where the Jazz are today on the program. So it should be be a fun one. Thanks very much for tuning in uh, to the show today. There will be a Locked on NBA with the scout coming out later today for you as well and you can check out all across the locked on podcast network i drove back last night listened to a bunch of different shows the king show was great yesterday the grizzly show was terrific a bunch of bunch of terrific nba shows and then your nfl teams are all there for you as well on the locked on podcast network your team every day our show today is brought to you by sherlock intelligence a big data company to help the little guys out there or the middle guys out there uh, compete in the data world. And also SeatGeek, your number one place to go get your tickets for an upcoming event. Use the promo code LOJAZ and you get a $20 rebate on your first purchase. All right, let's... Get rolling and do our pins across the world. Please send yours in at dlock09 at com. I like to go old school every now and then and dig back into the archives. I've got, I was trying to look at how many we have in our archives. We have, you know, somewhere between 12 and 14,000 listens a day on the program, and we have like a thousand, maybe 500 uh, pins, which means you in all likelihood, have not sent me your pin across the world. I would love it. It is your story of how you became a jazz fan and uh, where it is you tune into the program at dlock at gmail dot com. Dlock zero nine at gmail dot com. All right, this one was sent to me on October thirtieth of last year, so it's a year old, um, and it comes from Twin Falls, Idaho. Uh, My name is Tim Pearl. I live in Twin Falls, Idaho. My love for the Utah Jazz started in the early 80s while watching Adrian Dantley, Daryl Griffith, and the emergence of Mark Eaton. All this under the roof of the Salt Palace. Yes, years later, I took a girl on a first date to a playoff game versus the Lakers. May 13th of 1988, I watched Carl Malone score 29. Stockton dished 12 assists, and a win that really put Utah on the map established the franchise as a powerhouse for years to come. That girl and I were married over the last 27 years, and the Jazz have been a big part of our family and several family traditions that include attending games and being part of draft night. I've listened to your podcast since around 2009-ish. Appreciate all your inside information along with the awesome stuff statistical analysis that you really puts a new light on the jazz and the NBA. Keep up the great work. That's from Tim Pearl in twin falls, Idaho. Send me yours. D zero nine at gmail.com. Please, um, let us know what's going on and how you became a jazz fan and all those family traditions. The jazz are just so intertwined as part of the community, uh, and that's, I think, what makes this uh, really special. By the way, tickets are available for tonight. We're home for six, seven games coming up here. Uh, if you get a chance to come out and join us before Christmas, uh, please do. Uh, uh, the Jazz deserve your fan, and also, great. You know, if you haven't seen James Harden live, uh, completely worth doing. Uh, in addition, the Jazz have the gift of Jazz uh, pick ticket packages out right now. They're just terrific. They're they they could not be. Uh, more exciting, and they, you know, they interplay their ownership of the theaters, the Bees, uh, as well, uh, to give you kind of special packages in the fan shop. So you get ticket packages as well as gift cards to the fans. Um you know, some of them are as low as thirty-nine dollars. Others are a little bit more expensive. So you can figure it out. The alley U package is forty-nine dollars. You get two tickets to one jazz game and a twenty-dollar Megaplex gift card. So you're really you're going to a jazz game for twenty-nine bucks. Two tickets for twenty-nine bucks. Uh, the fast break is the thirty-nine-dollar package. Two tickets to a jazz game, ten-dollar fans gift card, three-pointer. It's $94. You get two tickets to three Jazz games, which I love, and a $20 fans gift card. There's a list of games to choose. Uh, The Cavaliers game is for the Buzzer Beater program, but you can see the Lakers out of this package. You can see uh, Giannis out of Dukumbo February 1st, which I'd suggest. uh, You can see Phoenix December 31st or Charlotte on February 4th, which are really good games as well. So a lot of fun games on that package. Uh, Make sure you check it out. All right, let's dig into our lead story of the day. The Jazz were tied at 80 last night. And then they just were better than Minnesota. And I I think this is actually what's really important about this performance last night is that this is a game where it's 80-80, you're on the road. Uh, we haven't played a lot of close games. We've actually played the second fewest amount of clutch minutes of any team in the NBA other than the Warriors. And actually the Warriors played a close game last night, so there's a chance that that has actually now changed. Uh, and you just kind of, I remember on the broadcast, I said, all right, Jazz, let's see, let's see what you got. Let's see what you're, you know how you deal with close games, and then there wasn't a close game, uh, which is really what good teams do. And that, to me, was the kind of coolest part about last night's performance is that they just went on that 11-0 run and blew it out. Uh, we are still, by the way, the second fewest clutch minutes of any team in the league. We've only played 18 minutes of clutch time. The Warriors have played 12. The Warriors are unreal. Uh, and so it's and Quinn, I thought, had a, had a great move there. 8.43 left. He went to the starters, and then it was just balance, too. Uh, The other thing that really jumps out to me there is that it wasn't, you know, suddenly this team of Gordon Hayward went bananas or anything else. They really, truly stayed inside who they are, how they play the game, what they need to do, and and then ran away with the game uh, by just – Uh, offensively out-executed. This was an offensive win last night. The offensive rating was 120. Uh, The defensive rating was only 110. So it wasn't a great defensive game uh, last night um, from the Jazz. There was a great uh, quote on Twitter last night that I stole and retweeted uh, from a guy who actually sent out a very complimentary tweet to Ron and I. Ron's the best. Uh, And that was that uh, and I, I thought it was a great line, and I'll see if I can steal Trying to figure out Utah's best player is like trying to figure out your favorite ice cream. They're all good and equally important, and, and that really couldn't be more true. In some ways, Boris Dia was the best player last night. Uh, Boris, in the last three games, when Boris is on the floor, the Jazz are plus 40. Uh some ways, Gordon Hayward's defense last night was the best aspect of the Utah Jazz. Uh, what he's done in the recent games, Wiggins went 6 of 16, mostly guarded by Gordon. Bazemore went 1 of 9, mostly guarded by uh, Gordon. Uh, Denver, either Will Barton or Hernan Gomez had nothing going, mostly guarded by Gordon. Canelo Gallinari, I think, was 4 for 12 the night before that, mostly guarded by Gordon. Uh, he's become really a defensive stalwart. As much as he is an offensive player, and it, it's you know that's a huge aspect of the Jazz are playing wing defense. Rodney Hood's had uh, multiple good games with wing defense. Uh, back to where, what I was saying though, the game's tied at eighty. Hill gets a layup. They get a stop. Jones hits the three to put Minnesota up by one. Now Gobert off a beautiful give from Diao. Scores. Next possession down, Hayward scores on a layup off a George Hill give. Next possession down, Rodney hits a three off George Hill. So the Jazz now suddenly offensively have scored on three straight possessions. No panic at all. Finally, Rodney misses a shot. They've scored on three out of four. Hill takes a driving layup the next possession off and off on rebound where he goes coast to coast. He scores within nine seconds of scoring. And now all of a sudden the Jazz are up eight. Rodney hits a layup on the next one. We're up ten. Hayward gets two free throws after a Wiggins bucket. Uh, and now it's nine with four minutes left. And the game's really kind of over. We push it back to 11. Dio hits a three to make it 11. That really ends it. Uh that was our prince tribute um the to open it up uh so i i thought that was you know that that just showed kind of where this team a different aspect of this team we haven't we have not had that uh as a team in the past, and that balance is going to be good because if we can stay inside that balance for these stretches of games, then we don't have to become that isolation late-game team when I'm not sure that any of our players are that guy. I mean, the other aspect of that quote, which I lo- is, you know, it is actually good to have James Harden, who you know is your best player. Uh, Rudy Gobert continues to just be incredible. Uh, the The data speaks for itself. If If we dig into some... Um, And unfortunately, I'm running an update on one of my XL programs, so I can't actually get it to you. But the Jazz uh, specifically are the number one team in the league in restricted area defense. Um, They're the number one team in paint defense. Uh, Those are Rudy Gobert. Uh, And that, um, oh, how nice. It actually decided to update uh, well may it may have side update, well, it may not have also as you hear all those sound effects in the background um, the jazz really became uh, have done a uh, a masterful job at just becoming who they are defensively and doing it even without uh, the purposes of having you know without having Derek out there, which is uh impressive that that 's the huge key to who the Jazz are, is whether or not they can be, you know, this dominant defensively without Derrick. And then when Derrick comes back, it gets even better. Uh, other kind of thoughts on it. I thought Boris was really brilliant last night. I think I've kind of mentioned that. Uh, interesting move by Quinn to start the game. He had Boris D out guarding Carl Anthony Towns. And then Boris really showed his veteran savvy and got into Carl Anthony Towns at points of the game and had him uncomfortable. And I thought... Uh, having Rudy on Gorgie Zhang to stay near the rim uh, was a big deal. Uh, tonight, Rudy will have to have a better game against Clint Capella than he did last time. Uh, this is a you know this is this is the league. This is what it's all about. But you know, you play a game like that, play that hard, turn around now, play another team that's fresh. This is this is not an easy one uh, to ask physically out of a player to be able to have that kind of a. Uh, have another incredible game. would be nice if they're able to, but uh, we'll see whether or not the Jazz uh, can muster up enough uh, tonight to be able to, to answer in that. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Sherlock Intelligence. Uh, if, if you think about it as a money ball idea – there's things you have to do in this world to be successful as a business, and, and frankly, one of them is to know your data. It, it, if you don't know your data in this day and age, and you're just flying on the, ah, I'll just eyeball it, or on the seat of my pants, it's probably uh, risky and maybe even negligent. So what you... But I, but I don't have the staff and I don't have the budget. Well, then that's when you go to Sherlock Intelligence and they help you out because what they will do is capture the data about your customers from multiple sources, give you the holistic picture of who your customer is, find the patterns in how your customer performs and what their ba- – Uh, actions are and then from there those pieces of information will allow you as a small business or mid-sized business to compete with the behemoth big boys so the example that comes to my mind is if you if you own a if you're a credit union or or a smaller bank and you're trying to compete with you know chase and wells fargo and these guys i mean that's just you know you put your company whatever business you're in a different it's impossible but you still have to know that information and so what Sherlock Intelligence will do for you is give you the opportunity to know that information and then allow you to find those patterns, analyze it and grow your profits. Sherlockintelligence.com 855-339-7774 That's 855-339-7774 It's Sherlock Intelligence Tell them, obviously, that you heard it here on Locked on Jazz Uh Continuing on uh, some of the the stuff, we're we're now four and zero when George and Gordon both play. Uh, we're seven and three when Gordon when George Hill plays. And tonight we've got one of these games that I, I don't know <clears throat> what Vegas says. Doesn't feel like we should get it. Houston's playing well. They're tough to guard on a back to back. This is kind of the whole Mike D'Antoni system. Is you know I have enough time to prepare for it, and they're going to come at you. In waves, and James Harden is on another planet, uh, scoring 30 points and creating uh, 30 points per game. And yet, if somehow you know you can go get this one, nothing's easy. But Miami on Thursday, you'd hope to get Denver on Saturday, you'd hope to get go to LA. He's got a chance. Tuesday against Phoenix before you see Golden State, you know this is a chance to suddenly have have run off six or seven of eight. Uh, we've won three in a row right now, and, and tonight, I, I don't know if tonight's possible, but you, if you go grab the other three or four, you know, grab either tonight or at L.A., and now you've suddenly run seven of eight before you face the Warriors with Sacramento, Oklahoma City, and Dallas. After that, it's hard to win entire home homestands, uh, but you, you shoot for it. This is, you, you start to believe, you know, I brought this up to Ron, and Ron had an interesting point on the broadcast. He said, I think these guys already think they're going to win every game which I thought was really um, – I thought that was really interesting. I'm not sure I, I had gone there uh, with who we are uh, at this point. Um, some interesting kind of data points uh, updated here. When Rodney Hood, Gordon Hayward, and uh, – when Rodney Hood, George Hill, and Rudy Gobert are on the floor together were plus 13 for 100 possessions. When Rudy Gobert, Gordon Hayward, and Rodney Hood are on the floor, probably very similar, we're plus, same plus 13. When you suddenly start to add Gordon Hayward into the mix, um, it it's pretty gaudy. Uh, when Rudy, Gordon, and Joe are on the floor, it's plus 21. The numbers with Derek are great, too. Uh, there just haven't been enough of them, obviously. Uh, when Gordon is on the floor, let me see if I can find this. When uh, when Gordon Hayward is on the floor with Rodney Hood and Joe Johnson, uh, which they've only done for 60 minutes, but that's going small, we're plus 15. I mean, the lineup data is showing that when we have the three or four guys on the floor that we want to have on the floor, it's gaudy how good this team is right now. It's pretty exciting to see uh, – that kind of data show and have that have the team uh, look like this when we have our you know our five man lineups our starting lineups are good the starting lineup we're using right now with Boris Rudy Gordon George Hill and Rodney Hood is plus thirty five point two in three games over forty five minutes it's killing people it's killing people. The score is 112 to 79 with this starting lineup on the floor, and obviously we don't have faves right now. So some of the other lineups that have been equally as impressive are not there. Um, the kind of first one of the first bench units with uh, with Tr- Shelvin Mack and Trey Lyles with Joe Johnson and Gordon Hayward has been in. It's only played 14 minutes together, but it's. It's been great we have very little the jazz don't have a lineup that's played more than 46 minutes together yet so with, despite all these injuries, we've really been able to be pretty terrific. Um, I mentioned it earlier Gordon Hayward's defense is, is probably needs um, more credit than it's getting uh, right now and uh, how how good it is along for the jazz right now. Uh, I think that's kind of, I'm trying to think of what I might have forgotten, but I think that's kind of most of my keynotes um, from last night and and where we are. Uh, Alan Horton will join us here in just a second. I wanted to, I actually have a bunch of thoughts on what's going on in the NBA. A lot of it actually pulled off the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, Last night I uh, listened to driving in and then I I come home and have a one sheet of work I get done uh, before I go to bed, Um, either because I'm crazy and I can't actually sleep if I don't have this piece of work done, or because it's just what makes me comfortable. So I was working last night when we got back in until three, um, and just uh, to figure out that last kind of thing while listening, and uh, interesting on Memphis, so Mike Conley got hurt last night. Uh, They had a terrible game against Charlotte, but Mike Conley gets hurt. This is the question we've had about Memphis. Nobody should be surprised that Memphis has started the year 11-6 and 6 and now 11-7. and 7. I think we all knew they were good enough to do that. The question has been the whole years, if they have any type of injuries, can they sustain it? And Conley had a back injury last night where he had a hard time getting up. Uh, Listened to Peter Edmondson, and he had Ron Tillery on. There was a feeling that Conley might have a hard time coming back anytime soon, then Aaron Harrison and Wade Baldwin become their point guards and it's really a pretty ugly situation. Uh, The New York-Oklahoma City game uh, was was talked about largely by, well, Russell Westbrook had another triple-double and he's averaging I think, 30 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds right now. It's, it's really superhuman. But Andre Roberson's defense, night in and night out, he's the one guy that slowed down Harden this year, and then he really stymied Carmelo. And when we start to look at Oklahoma City, who's now 11-8, and eight, it's easy to say, okay, well, they're just winning against not very good teams. They've had a soft schedule. But I think there's more to it. I think you have to start looking at this team and understand, okay, Russell's amazing, 27 points, 18 rebounds, and 14 assists last night, and he's just superhuman carrying this team. But there's other things going on uh, with this team that is making Oklahoma City better than we realize. One, I think, is Andre Roberson's defense. defense. Last night, Carmelo's 4 of 19. Uh, Cantor annihilated uh, New York, and they were wondering why Hornacek never went small and put Korostap's Przingis at the 5 to try to make Cantor defend, but Cantor had 27 and 10. So they're getting just, I think they're getting incredible kind of role aspects out of each of these guys around Russell's MVP caliber, nobody in 50 years has done what he's done type of play in the league. And they just, in some ways, may be a little better than you realize. Uh, last Yesterday, uh, Russell Westbrook actually had to guard a point guard. They usually have Andre Robertson do that. And Rose dropped 30 uh, with Westbrook trying to defend at the point, which is an area maybe of weakness, but not, but not really. But Oklahoma City deserves, you know, a, a level of legitimacy. They're eleven and eight. They they have, you know, what they don't have a lot of signature wins, but they have a win or two. That's, you know, they beat the Clippers early on in LA. Uh, their recent stretch of games, they beat Houston. Uh, so they deserve their recent stretches brooklyn indiana lakers sacramento denver detroit new york and they washington new orleans i mean at some point they're going to get bit here because they have played um actually i'll just look it up a different way i they and, and to their credit you know you can say okay they haven't played anyone that's that good and i think that's true i think they have to have had one of the softest schedules of the season uh but they're 5 and 5 against teams that are above 500 and the jazz are 3 and 6 so i don't think you can you know they've played more above five hundred teams than the jazz have, uh, so maybe it's not fair to to take that and and criticize them for that at all they give Give Oklahoma City full credit they're eleven and eight and and seem to be uh rolling along the way i, I think that Sacramento lost last night in overtime uh, against Washington they felt it was a game they probably should have won uh. And and other than that, Golden State's just great. They're sixteen and two. They're on pace to win seventy three games. I've said this the whole time. I just don't know how they're ever going to lose games. Uh, the math doesn't add up to them ever losing. If you're going to go see any of these teams, the best way to do it is SeatGeek. Uh, down, go to go to the Play Store or your uh, Google Play or whatever it is you use, and then download the SeatGeek app <coughs> onto your phone, and then that's the all you need for ticket purchasing because it's the first place I go to look for tickets or a game because what they do is they compile all of the other sites into one place for you. So you save time. You don't have to worry about searching multiple places for a deal and, uh, You just look at one spot. Then the second thing they do to make it easy for you is they give every ticket a ticket score. They grade every ticket. They put them as green as good purchases and red as bad purchases, or not bad, but just not as good a deal. And so if you think about it, what they've done is they've eliminated the two areas where buying tickets was a pain, Uh, and really the three areas. One is how all the different searching to different spots. Am I getting – what, what are the other deals that are out there? That's gone. Number two is which tickets do I want? Like how do I know what's a good deal and what's not? They've done that for you. And three is then it's all secured and it's all guaranteed, and so you don't have to worry about the scam element of things. So those are the things that make SeatGeek better uh, than the old school way of buying tickets. It's using technology to make the world better. Here's what makes it even better is after you download the SeatGeek app, you go to the Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code, and you add LOJAZZ. LO Jazz, then SeatGeek will send you $20 after you make your first purchase on SeatGeek, and you then have yourself a nice little $20 rebate. So whether it's traveling across the country to see a game somewhere, if it's an upcoming concert here in – if you're in Utah or wherever you might be in your pins across the world, you – Download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code LOJAZ, and after your first purchase, SeatGeek sends you $20 back, and it will make you buying tickets a much easier experience. Thanks to SeatGeek and thanks to Sherlock Intelligence for our sponsors today. It's time now for your In-Arena interview with Alan Horton. I'll talk about what happened. Our In-Arena interview with the guy who created (laughs) In-Arena interviews for a brief while. He was the host of... Locked on Wolves, and his name is Alan Horton. He's the radio voice of the Wolves. And he joins us now, which is always fun to You just saw the Warriors the other night. Yeah.
1: They're rolling. They're the greatest offensive team in the history of the league at this point. Did they look that good? Uh, Kevin Durant looked that good. Steph Curry looked that good. They didn't have Draymond Green. But um, Durant went 28 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 6 blocks. And they played him a lot of the four. And he held his own against against Cat a number of times defensively. Um they looked really good. They just looked they looked focused. They looked like it came easy to them. And as much as you prepare, I was talking with Tom Thibodeau before the game about Steph Curry. As much as you prepare and you know he's dangerous as soon as he crosses midcourt, and as much as you prepare yourself for it, when you see him pull up from five, six feet beyond the three point line and stroke a three, you're just like it's still jarring. Like even if you set and the players are the same way, you just don't see that ninety-nine percent of the time. And then you play Golden State, even though you know it's coming. He still does it. And you're just like, oh, that's right. i got to pick him up about 10 feet beyond the three-point line. The league is so
0: driven by stars, and they're so awesome. You haven't seen Houston yet. We see them today. Uh, We've seen James Harden. Harden against us had a very mundane game. He didn't shoot 20 free throws. He didn't hit, like, eight threes. He didn't do anything remarkable, and he still dropped, like, I don't remember exactly what the line was, but it was, like, 34-11. and And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's totally sustainable. You saw Anthony Davis. He had a pretty good game against you. I mean, the stars in this league are out of this world right
1: now. Yeah, I mean, you just look up and down the box scores every night, and somebody is going off. I mean, it's just Anthony Davis was unbelievable. I mean, I think he had 21, 20. 20 it set a franchise record for most points in the first quarter. I think he had 21, maybe 24. And it, it, and you didn't even realize it. You look at the box score, you're like, oh, wow, he's got 20-plus points in the opening quarter, and he can beat you so many different ways. Um, and you're right. You just look up and down, and there's and there's somebody going off. We know what Russell Westbrook we can do. We know what... Um, you know what Golden State and their stars can do is just—it's uh, just incredible. And then you got like a team like the LA Clippers, who we've played once, that look dialed in, and um, that looks like a team that's played together for a long time, which they have. They are connected so much better than the younger teams like the Timberwolves are. Um, when you when you see those two juxtaposed against each other, it's it's jarring. It's, I it's noticeable. I think
0: I think the Wol- the Clippers had something like 500 more minutes. As a starting group than any other returning starting group, or at least their core four had something like that more than any other four that's returning on a roster this year. So their start should not be that surprising. Yeah,
1: and these guys have played together for what four or five years, and even with Blake being injured last year, it's still—I mean—he's come back as a as a focused guy. And I heard a good theory on on Chris Paul that you know there, you know he's an interesting guy, and he's so serious and he's always into the game. That there's a reason DeAndre Jordan signed with the Mavericks. Yes, but I think maybe that just by watching the Clippers, like I think Blake and DJ have kind of come to Chris Paul's camp a little bit, and they're they're kind of taking things more in his viewpoint now. The serious level has risen. I mean, there's a lot of uh, on the line. If it, if it fails this year, they may blow that whole thing up. So there's this is it's now or never for them.
0: My theory on the Clippers is that last year. They had had too many bad experiences together that were their own fault, losing to Houston, the Warrior losses from behind. This year they go in feeling they got robbed, that the injuries robbed them and everyone's discounted them, and so it's changed there. And
1: and they're flying under the radar too. Um, You know, Golden State's getting all the attention. San Antonio was good early. You've got Cleveland in the East. And, you know, Doc Rivers knows what he's doing and his players know what they're doing. Luke Richard and Bamute is off to a great start. I think he's got. Um, a chip on his shoulder. Everybody says he's the weak link on that team. He was incredible against us. I, I don't know what you know what that says, but um, he's been really good to start, and their bench has been, has been pretty good. It's amazing. They turn over that bench every single year, and uh, they may finally have something. They've lost their last two, so they looked brutal in the last two, but we'll yeah. see. Have
0: you seen Cleveland? I watched them the other night, and they were playing Philly, but I think we forget how fun they are to watch. Boy, and LeBron is just insane how great a player. Yeah. LeBron has reached. I don't know if you I think you were in San Diego, since I know your bio fairly well at the time. I remember in the mid-90s, I would alter my schedule. I was single at the time. I, like, would not go on a—like, if I was going on a date, it was after (laughs) Chicago finished. Like, I had the big, huge satellite dish in the backyard, and I got every Bulls game I could get just to watch MJ. I'm there with LeBron— I'm there with Cleveland right now. Like, with Jordan in the yeah. mid-90s. Oh I, oh, I got you. I got right. You. I got you. Like, I'm there with LeBron. Like, yeah. there's this isn't going on yeah. forever. He might be the greatest player we've ever seen. If not, he's one of the top probably three or four. Yeah. And I'm watching every minute I can, and he never disappoints. Yeah.
1: No, I haven't seen a single minute of uh, – I saw some highlights of Kevin Love going off in that, uh, what do you have, a 34-point first quarter or something like that. He was uh, good. Do you remember him? I do remember him. I remember him having a 31-31 game here against the New York Knicks a number of years ago. It was uh, – I, I'm still amazed. I still have that box score because that 31 under the rebounding total is just something you don't see every day. Um, it was good to see. I root for him. I, I like. I got along great with Kevin Love. Um, so it was fun to see him. You're right. LeBron's just playing at a completely different level. I mean, talk about a guy who, who the game has slowed down for, sees everything, and is as is, is unselfish as it gets. I mean, he's happier giving the ball up than having to, to, having to score it himself. And the way they set up around the perimeter and jack up threes, I mean it's just there it's it's there's a couple of teams at the top of the league and then there's everybody else.
0: All right, uh, you have seen part of the league. What's your eight Western conference teams at this point for the playoffs? Oh boy.
1: Well, I originally thought the Timberwolves were gonna be in that mix. I really did. And and I guess there's still an outside shot they could do it, but they're digging themselves a pretty big hole at five and eleven. Um, so I, I've obviously got I've got OKC in there. Um, I guess I start at the top. Golden State, San Anto- uh, Golden State will go LA, Clippers, then San Antonio. Who are um, you going for? Who did I have as three? Well you have Clippers, San Antonio, and yeah, the San Warriors in reverse order. Um I don't know. Uh Portland's interesting.
0: Last in the league defensively right now. Really
1: poor defensively. Um
0: you know what happened to them last year? And the same thing you need this year, that we need, and we need to do it right now, and we'll, we're recording this before the game. Tonight's game is big for this. We've lost. It's a bad loss for us for this reason. Portland won a bunch of games in a row last year, and then they believed they were good. And, I, and the rest of the year, they were 500. And we need a stretch. We have a chance right now for that stretch. If we win tonight, we could go run off 7 of 8, 9 of 10, things like that. Uh, so... That, you probably need that same
1: thing to really yeah. believe. So what, yeah. what's your... I mean, like, you put the... So you, you pulled the other, up... The, wait, the only thing about Portland was, you look back, they had two good months. And they were right. really two good months. They were very good. But those other months, they were not good. They are sub-500. So they put together for two months and rode that um, to, what, the number five scene? Um, so I will probably put... You know, I, I think Oklahoma City and Houston are probably four and five, maybe. Houston's just so good offensively. I don't think their style is going to work tremendously well in the playoffs, but in the regular season, you're just—they're they're so good offensively that they're, they're bad gonna, late in games. That's the only gonna problem. Win, they're going to win games in the regular season, um, and then after that, you know, Memphis is confounding to me. I want to write them off every single time. We've already played them three times this year, um, and they sat our home opener, fourth game of the year. They sit Conley and Gasol. And we blew them up by 40 in our home opener. It was embarrassing for the NBA. Absolutely embarrassing. The crowd here was already, they were angry at Fizdale. I mean, fourth game of the year, and you're sitting people. I mean, I get it. I don't know what the league can do about it. uh, But you've already heard coaches spout off on it. Stan Van Gundy's great about that. Uh, Pop set the tone with all that. So now everybody's following suit. Um, So I think Memphis will be in the mix at there. You you guys are going to be in there. Um, So you have
0: Lakers-Portland for eight. No,
1: the Lakers aren't in there. I guess Portland probably is... Probably that eight spot right and now.
0: Memphis holds on.
1: Uh can I put you and Memphis in there? Yeah. And Portland? yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, they're all in there. There we all go. Right. And then we're a late charge for Timberwolves end up ninth with a late charge for eight.
0: We talked about it. Just we'll talk about in the broadcast as well if you missed it last night. When Thibodeau took over Port, uh, Chicago, all the guys were twenty-five. When he took over Minnesota, all the guys are twenty one. That's a very, very different thing. That's Alan Horton. He's the radio voice of the Timberwolves. He's fabulous. We'll get him on a big, big show one of these days to just talk the league. Thanks to Alan. Thanks to you for tuning in to Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Sherlock Intelligence is your answer to compete with the big boys on Data and geek with the promo code JAZZ. It hits you $20 back on your rebates so download the app right now. We'll be back with you today. Pre-game Periscope at 6 o'clock with Ron Boone. Locked on NBA with the Scout coming your direction. Plus we'll have Postcast, Empty the Noggin and all for you if you missed last night's game, Jazz Game Rewind, and the rest is up at 1280 the zone. Have a great day. Enjoy yourself. Go Jazz.